Good morning, Larissa. Morning, Catherine. How are you? Good. I feel like we've like shifted our almost daily phone conversations into podcast platform. I know. This is just you and I recording. Just We're uh, just recording our thoughts, which we should have been doing a year ago. <laughs> we really should have. So I have to tell you, um, this morning kind of started a little bit crazy. And I know when this comes out, we're just starting Mercury in retrograde. And I feel like I'm dying today already. So today, and don't flip out when I say this, but this is like today, this will come out on the 20th. Today's my birthday, the 19th. Um, and I woke up and I got my kids ready for school and I went to drive off to school. I was so excited. I was like, okay, I'm going to get my free Starbucks and it's going to be such a great day. And my seven-year-old opened his eyes and he said, happy birthday, mom. You're, what did he say? He's like, you're you're so special to me. And I was like, oh, oh my day. I love that. Which one, which son said Wesley. that? Wesley, my oldest. Yeah. He's oh. so sweet. Okay. So Wesley told me this morning, he was like, happy birthday, mom. You're so special to me. And it was honest to God, it was the sweetest thing. My heart freaking melted because he's seven and he just knew like, he knew to say it, like he knew it was my birthday the next day, but it was the first thing on his little mind. How sweet is that? So we got on with our day, like we got ready for school and everything. And on the way out the door, well, the way out of the neighborhood, not out the door, we're already in the car, we're driving to the neighborhood, like, what is that clicking noise? And I like, I look at my dashboard and my low tire pressure light is on. And it's at like 20 PSI. I'm like, damn it, this is really low. Like it's supposed to be at like 36, right? So I get the boys to school. And while I'm in pickup line, I run and I look at the tire. I'm like, that is getting flat. I'm like, what the, Ooh. what is going on here? So I dropped my um, two-year-old off at daycare. And there's this massive, like this chonker of a bolt, like straight in my tire. I was like, well, I guess this sucks. So I drove off to an auto shop. I was feeling like, you know what? I'm going to repair this myself, like empowered woman, right? I really wanted to do it. Okay. And I went and I did. And I went into the auto store and the older gentleman there, he was so sweet. He went, he said, Jesus Christ, when he saw it, he said, you can't fix that yourself. You got to take that next door. And he goes, I don't mean you. I mean, nobody could fix that themselves. You got to take it. They got to take it off the rim. I'm like, okay. So it was only a mile and a half from my house. So I ended up taking this day and I walked down to Starbucks, um, which was like halfway between the tire shop and my house. I walked there and I was on the phone with my brother telling them about how like the tire can't be fixed. And he was making fun of me, like for it being my birthday. I was like, I know what a shitty birthday start, huh? And happens that the store manager and some customer service specialists were right there and they heard. So they offered to buy me breakfast and a drink. So I got free Starbucks on my birthday without even using my birthday code. I love that. It was so awesome. Yeah. So I walked the rest of my way home and it was all right. Let me let me just be the first uh, adult to say happy birthday. And what a terrible friend I am because I knew today was your birthday, but then I didn't realize today was the 19th. Like we actually even said, oh, we're recording on my birthday. Like I, and I forget because you know- Dude, we have the same it goes, brain. It goes in and out. But here's what's so interesting. And I want- <clears throat> Here's what's so interesting, and I want to share this with our followers. So Catherine is born on the 19th. I'm born on the 1st. That is an instant connection because it is a similar one energy because that one plus nine is really a 10. And I'm born on the 1st, which is really a one. So her 10 is a one and my one is a one, making us this instant like sisterhood. I recognize in Catherine the same characteristic traits that I possess and it feels safe and it feels comfortable and it feels like we are, you know, deeply connected. 
And I love that about how the universe brought us together. So happy birthday to you, my soul sister. And I understand that your birthday has not started uh, off with a, you know, smooth kind of energy, but I think that it's a reminder that just because we think a day should go a certain way, you know, spirit's always going to send us different experiences. And for whatever reasons, you're being shown that you need to slow down a little bit, Catherine, because you're and, going a lot and you need to yeah. take a break. What is it to me? What does it mean to celebrate your birthday if you're not really honoring that this is a very powerful day? There's only one Catherine Ann. She was born today. And I think that uh, birthdays are probably the most magical thing. I love birthdays. I agree with you. And you know, too, it gave me that when those women um, bought my coffee for me and they offered me breakfast, I'm really kind of a weirdo about what I eat for breakfast. It's the same thing every day. So I just took a coffee from them. But uh, they, they get, hello, <laughs> let's try the English language again. <laughs> they, it gave, the universe gave an opportunity to show me kindness on a day that started out rough, right? So I was already kind of, um, for those of you who don't know, and I'm totally fine sharing this on this platform because I've outed it on other social media platforms. I'm in the beginning stages of a divorce from an 11 year marriage with three children. And it's kind of been a wild ride and it's like really fresh right now. So this is also part of why I love what I do. I have the opportunity to be really vulnerable and I believe that vulnerability is very empowering. So I will share that with you guys. And just with this morning, my... One son was kind of upset that he didn't have anything for me. And that was kind of on his dad to make sure that something was done. Right. So he was really in his feels and that's what started me off in my feels. I don't really care so much. Um, I had a birthday twin from high school who took his own life a couple years ago. So every day on this day, I try to really look at this and say like, this is my year and I'm so happy that I get to be here still. And Honestly, it doesn't matter if all of my tires would have been slashed and it started out badly. It was the fact that my poor kiddo was just really upset that he didn't have anything. So we talked about, I was like, just color something for me or be a really good listener today. Really that one. Let's focus on that one, right? <laughs> like, don't piss <laughs> off mommy today. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Just get in the effing car when I say to get in the car on your way to school. That's what I want. But it you was know, really it like those women gave me a chance to be like, Thank you for seeing me and and being so kind to me. And they recognize me as someone who usually has my dog in the drive-thru, which I was really proud of as well. <laughs> I love that. And birthday to birthday, you know, we think of the calendar year from January to December, but in the spiritual world, especially in the numerology world, it's birthday to birthday. And one of the things that I love about birthdays is that you are supposed to reflect on how much you've grown from yeah. April to April, right? Which is where you are. And it is a time to reset. It's a time to refocus. It's a time to kind of reevaluate and reorganize who Catherine is, but who she longs to be. And I think whenever you're going through a difficult time and a challenging time, I think there's a beautiful kind of chaos that goes through, yes. that goes around you because you get to have a rebirth. And I'm excited for the Catherine that's about to show up. It's a gift because you're stepping into the full power of your three personal energy, which is all about the self-expressive creative. And here you are boldly sharing about your personal life publicly. And I think that that is raw and that is real. And you're going to help your listeners because they're going to get inspiration through your challenges. You're going to show them 
And you're going to show them that just because bad things are happening or difficult things are happening, we don't abandon our spiritual practices. We don't abandon our spiritual beliefs. We do not abandon our spiritual quest. We just add it to the tool belt. And I think being here today, we're talking about all the different ways we can recognize that we're light workers. This is a very clear example because even in the darkest times, you have the choice to shine your light. Yes. And I thank yes, you yes, for yes. I thank you for showing up and choosing to continually shine. So thank you, Catherine. Hey, don't make me cry on video. <laughs> I'm gonna make you cry. <laughs> but it is a really powerful example of also your that growth from April to April. Me this time last year. I wasn't here yet. And when you grow, this is again, kind of what we talked about in episode one, right? You grow and it can be a lonely place and you shed people that you never thought that you would shed. But looking at what I'm releasing right now, oh my God, the space that I'm opening up to receive and doing so. And is it difficult? Absolutely. But it is so powerful. And the thing is, when you're an intuitive person and you feel energetically like you're um, in a state of unrest, if you don't fix that, the rest of your world kind of turns into chaos, right? And that's kind of that's kind of where it's been for the last year. And just making these few moves that I've made, I already feel it coming back together. And this this is pretty much this is it right here. This is a really good piece of that. So I also find it so crazy in sync between you and I. The alignment is just ridiculous because last year was my personal two year. It was your personal two year because we're the same mm-hmm. energy. And I went through the dark night of the soul. I went through a spiritual breakdown and I believe you went through the emotional breakdown, the relationship breakdown. We mm-hmm. both had this year where it all started to fall apart in an ugly yet beautiful way. And now we're coming together right here in April, our birthday month, Aries month. We're moving into the solar eclipse. We've got the new moon coming up. We've got Mercury retrograde coming up. And it feels like we are truly being reborn and stepping into our highest purpose. And I think the reason why we got here without a lot of bruises, you know, or limiting the amount of bumps and bruises that we had was because we are so aware of our spirituality that we understand there's a spiritual reason for everything. There's a lesson for everything. And it put us on this quest to develop our intuition even more, to develop our spiritual tools even more. And then we had to use this in our own lives to pull ourselves out from the shit and get back on top. And that is a beautiful example of the spiritual journey of how to make spirituality simple by literally using it day to day in your daily life. So Catherine, I know you're a big believer of intuition and teaching intuitive development. And I know there are so many signs of how you know you are a light worker. So if you haven't heard, there are if you haven't heard of the term light worker, the light worker is when you are diving into the spiritual space, using your energy to expand, to help, to support other people, to raise the vibration, not only for yourself, 
and your family and your friends, but for the higher collective, you have this strong sense of learning and seeking spiritual truths and gaining wisdom. And you're so passionate about developing this energy that like almost radiates out of you. People are affected by this. They feel good when they're around you and you're on this mission to really help the world become a better place. That is how you know you even want to be a light worker because I do feel like it's a chosen path. And Catherine and I today are going to talk about some, not all, but some of the more common traits that you can say, oh, shit, yeah, I am one of those people. So Catherine, what would you say is the biggest trait that you realized you were a light worker? Okay. This all was in hindsight after someone very, very blatantly pointed out to me that I was in fact psychic. But I think one of the biggest things that people do when they're intuitive and they're light worker um, is you have this ability to be able to detect like an untruth when someone maybe not even fully lying, but when the energy of what a person says isn't matching the words coming out of their mouth. And I don't mean their actions. I mean, literally just when you meet someone, it can be as simple as we've had experiences where we'd be out to dinner and like the server would come up to the table and be like, hi, how are you guys? And I always ask back like, oh, we're doing really well. How are you? And you know, you get that like generic really well, thanks back. And I would look at whoever I was with and I'd be like, she's having an awful day, that poor girl. And they'd always look at me like I was crazy, but you can feel it, right? You can sense it. And sometimes it's, it's not even looking at their eyes. It's just feeling the energy of what someone says, or when you're around a person who's dishonest, you can feel the lie. So, the, you know, it just flashed in front of my eyes, you know, the uh, staples on off button. Yes. Okay. Literally like, you know, when someone is off of their path, you know, when some is off in their energy, you can feel this. It's almost like a sense of energy that goes through you. You don't quite know what's wrong, but something doesn't feel aligned. It's not on, right. Which really, I believe works with you because as a light worker, Most of the time you are on, which means you are on a higher frequency, a higher vibration, a higher energy field. You are on. So when you meet people or you encounter situations that are not a match to that, it is off. And it's maybe not even wrong for them or the people that you're meeting. It's wrong for you. So think about too, and this is, I, I was just talking about this with someone else. When you meet someone or you have like a friend in your friend group who maybe you're not really close with and, and people will even ask like, oh, well, why don't you guys hang out and yada, yada, yada. They're so great. And in your mind, you're like, yeah, they seem really great. Right. But I just don't like them. There's something off there. I've noticed for me, it's that fakeness, right? Where you only get the surface level experience with someone. I can't be, I can, I can be friendly with you. I can shoot you a few text messages, but if I can't have a, we're going deep conversation with you, I don't consider you a friend because I can't do that shallow surface stuff. I have to be able to be my ugliest self and my most beautiful self with you. And if I can't do that and feel held and supported, I don't consider you a friend because I feel that disconnect. And there's a couple of people in particular in my life that I feel like they're friends of friends or they're people that are connected to me in some way that I just don't trust them 
because their energy is off and I can feel the dishonesty of what they say versus how they feel. And it doesn't even have to be an intentionally bad kind of thing. It can be more like they come off as like really like um, outgoing and exuberant when in reality, they're like angry at everything and they're trying to hide that even that and that's like a deeply internalized thing. But if you feel that with someone that is very off-putting. Or if you're around someone who is like the life of the party. And I've said before, like, wow, are they really going through a lot? And my husband would be like, no, they're fine. No, they're not. They're not. You can tell they're, they're not fine. Right. And it's that. So when you have that kind of sense about people, that's also what I mean. Well, by It's a sense of they're not authentic because yep. the energy know, doesn't match. Look, I am 90% light. But then there's that other just 10% that is really spicy, fiery, and dark. And, you know, most of the time I try very hard. I work at it. I try to be as positive as I can. I try to constantly raise my energy. You know, it's interesting because I feel like highly intuitive people have been this way their whole lives. They always have this gut feeling. They just know when something's not right or when something's off. It feels unsettled or it feels like it puts them off or like they feel like a lump in their throat. I will actually feel it, but I'll also hear it. My guides will very strongly give me words like, nope, walk away. And this has been my my patterns of my entire life. And I find it interesting because when I really started coming out of the spiritual closet publicly, people would judge me. You know, people judge you no matter what the heck you do in life. So get over it. You're always going to be judged. Just do whatever the hell you want. But I'll never forget my high school friend and slash college roommate because people were like, oh, when did Larissa start doing this? And she was like, if you really know Larissa, she's not doing anything. She has been this way her entire life. She is one of the most deep, spiritual, badass girls out there. And I can remember being 14 years old and just really being this deep spiritual soul. And that is another sign that you are truly a light worker. You just go beyond you. You want to help. It's never about what's right in front of you. There's always more to the energy and you're highly empathetic. You're highly compassionate, but you have this ability to heal others through your presence through your words and through your actual energy. Have you ever walked into a room? Think about this. You walk into a party and the energy is so high. What is it? What does it do to you automatically? You feel that, right? You like, yes, yes. you know, I'm here. Like, let's get our dance on. But then you go into a work situation and it's angry and stressful. You feel that as well, right? A light worker actually has the ability to decide what the energy is in the room. They are the driving force. If you go out with me, if you go out with Catherine, you're going to feel good. You're going to have a good time. You are going to feel seen. You're going to feel valued. You're going to feel heard because we bring that energy out and we make you match it. You're not going to take my energy down. A true light worker protects their energy and says, no, bitch, you got to catch me. You got to, you got to come and rise to my energy. 
And if I may, that is definitely something. If you're hearing that, you're like, well, I let people kind of walk all over me. It's okay. There's room no. to learn. I mean, look, I just said I'm leaving an 11-year marriage because he did not match that energy and he did suck it right out of me. Um, and yes, I because think there for, are some people who have a certain hold on you. Yes. And, and certain people make you because you are so empathetic because you are so compassionate. Mm -hmm. You want to fix them. You want to help them. And that is the other thing that um, light workers are. They're emotionally sensitive. So therefore they don't usually set healthy boundaries until much yeah. later on in life. Yeah. Doing this in my thirties, I feel like as Someone who is more energetically sensitive, I think it's a really big deal, honestly, because I think you see people doing that more in like their 50s, their 60s. I just had a call. Um, Larissa and I both do private readings for the record. Hers are mainly numerology based and mine are mainly like uh, past, present, future and um, your dead relatives based. But uh, your <laughs> for, <laughs> for the record, uh, and one of the readings I was doing the other night, I was on with a woman who was... Um, close to 60 and she wanted to know if she should be leaving her husband if he was having another affair and wow. I was like lady y'all have been married for almost three decades and my life was like flashing in front of me like if you went back this is where you would be right it's like thank you spirit for laying this on me but it's also my point here is that like people like her are probably more like us and they don't realize it because they're just looking they see that that potential and they keep going back to help that person heal and help that person heal. Oh, absolutely. But the difference between the empowered light worker and the disempowered light worker is knowing where to stop and what your boundary is because you can't heal these people. They choose the healing. So yes, you can heal being with us, but you have to choose it for yourself. You can't just heal being with us. Does can you that say that again? Can you say empowered light worker? Like, I don't know if that's an actual you know, term in the sense of like, we should patent it because that is <laughs> probably, you just explained that so beautifully because light workers have a choice, right? To be empowered or disempowered. But many light workers don't realize that they actually right. will have to endure many more obstacles and hardships than the average soul. Yeah. Think about it. Whenever you put your hand up and you say, Pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm the one, I'm the one. My light's on, I'm ready for this. You are standing above and beyond everyone else. Yeah. And you are saying, I got this, I can handle it. Oh, you can handle it? Well, let's throw some stuff at you. Let's see what you're really made of. Let's see if you'll back down. Let's see if you'll walk the average path or if you really are the uh, chosen light worker, the empowered light worker that you say you are. So we're going to throw some obstacles your way. We're going to throw some hardships your way. And we're going to see if it makes you stronger. We're going to see if you rise like a Phoenix. We're going to see if you can then take this wisdom and what are you going to do with it? Well, if you're a true light worker, you're going to be on this quest to then take your message your pain, your problems, your hardships, and turn it into someone else's miracle. Because by being a light worker, you have said, I will help. I will serve. So how can you help and serve if you haven't walked the walk? Nobody wants to hear what it's like to go through and come out of divorce if you haven't gone through it yourself. 
So many light workers think that they are just going to have this beautiful life when in reality, their life might actually have more challenges. You know, it's funny you say that too, because in the beginning of this episode, I was talking about my birthday twin from high school who took his own life. And I, his mom has also passed um, since that event. She went through hell. Like, I really think she died of heartbreak, but uh, his name is Travis and so much love for this kid. He had such a hard life and he went through drug addiction and alcoholism. And he was such a smart kid and went to a very small school. So there was a lot of intermingling. It wasn't just like the jocks were the jocks and the band geeks were the band geeks. Like the football players like played in the marching band during halftime too. Like it was just what it was. So this kid, um, I had friends in every group and he was definitely one of them. And I always, I remember reading for his mom and saying he was an empath. He had a soul that couldn't handle the heaviness of this world. And that's why he left. That's why he left because he couldn't stomach it. And I think my point in saying this is that you see a lot of people like you and I who go through these really heavy, dark periods where we're like binge drinking or using drugs or, and for me, alcohol was always it. And I have a much different perception on alcohol and I have a very different approach to it than a lot of other people I think do. But if you're not careful, you find these coping mechanisms and you they become addictions because we're so sensitive to the world around us. If you don't have that support in that community or that awareness of what you're going through like this, it can be a bit too much. Well, I am truly sorry that you had to go through the loss of losing such a, a, a dear friend of yours in that way, you know? And I don't want anyone to feel like, that if they had to leave this world or made decisions, that it means that they're any less, you know, powerful or strong. It was just their path. Right. Right. But what I will say, and I think with the power of social media, maybe years ago, we didn't have this connection. And I think what brings a light worker, an empath, a spiritual baddie to another level is what you just said, community. Because when you are going through these dark, dark times, there is nothing worse than feeling so alone, so isolated. Um, and you feel like you're completely lost with no one around you who understands you, knows you, and appreciates you. And most light workers will feel misunderstood their entire life. Okay. Yeah. I can honestly say as a kid, I was voted most popular in my elementary school, middle school most talkative, but I was also, I was also, (laughs) I was also nominated, uh, voted teacher's pest. So let's, you know, I am who I am. I'm a pain in the ass. My sorority nickname when I, yes, I was on the soccer team. I played college soccer and I was in a sorority because I have to do everything because I have a true fear of missing out. But my (laughs) sorority (laughs) pledge name was PETA, pain in the ass. And I literally, I'm a pain in the ass. However, I have always felt misunderstood. And even though I was popular and loved by what I thought was a lot of people and had this social life, there was a part of me that I hid from everybody because Mm -hmm. I always felt alone because I saw the world differently. And thank God I had a very beautiful family, beautiful friends that kept pulling me out of this, but I can't explain how I felt so surrounded by people 
but yet so alone. I don't I even think know a lot of words to it. I think a lot of people get that. Yeah, I, mean, that's all I don't think I've ever say. talked about it. that. I've never oh. talked about that. Welcome you to know. therapy hour with well, Catherine Ann. We'll call this hey. soul therapy. Hey, hey. No, but you, know, you know what it is when you're in a group and you're young and you know you're different, especially when you're spiritually gifted and intuitive and you're hearing things and you're sensing things and you don't yeah. understand because we didn't have, you know, we didn't have Google. I mean, I'm a girl of AOL dial up. Like, like come on, yeah. I'm 47. Yeah, I'm same. Same. You know, we had to go to the library and get like the encyclopedia. I never yes. knew these terms, but the only thing that made it somewhat normal for me was my great aunt who was in this world. So I would go to Sunday sauce, you know, at grandma's house for pasta and meatballs and all my cousins that. and everybody. And my aunt Rita was there and she would talk about these things. So I only knew one person one person who was quote unquote different or weird, but she was my aunt. So then I was like, well, it must be okay. Cause I love her. She's cool. And I'll never forget how I tried to explain to her. I know we're going off a little bit. But I think this is really important when I was younger and I didn't understand these terms of light worker, energy sensitivity, being able to be an empath or all these words and terms Anytime I would go to my Aunt Rita, I felt something I had never felt in my life before. For the first time in my life, when that woman looked at me or held my hand, she saw Larissa, the real me. And I would cry. My mother would say, we don't know what the hell's wrong with this kid. Every time she's around you, she cries. And my aunt knew I was crying because I was so deeply connected to her that her energy and my energy were like this match. And I felt seen and safe. And I don't, not everybody has an Aunt Rita. Thank God I yeah. had an Aunt Rita. Few people, few people have an Aunt Rita. You were very I'm fortunate very lucky. to have that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly. And maybe you can, you know, elaborate on this. Imagine being six years old, eight years old, five years old. And I go there and her sheer presence would make me cry. Powerful. It's very powerful. Um, I talk about Aunt Rita a lot. So you're all going to get to know her. She's so cute. When I tell her what I've done and I tell her how I'm, you know, continuing the numerology family business, she is so proud of what I've Good. done. And when I told her about my social media she was blown away that we could even be having these types of conversations on social media because it was all done kind of secretively in her yeah. world, you know? Yeah. So I think about all these people that are out there. And I think one of the ways, you know, you're a light worker is you're craving like-minded individuals. You're craving community. You're craving these friendships where you can be seen, value, and heard. You're craving an Aunt Rita. Everybody needs an Aunt Rita. And I think that we don't even realize that's what we're looking for. We just feel that something's missing. And we don't even realize that it's a relationship like that sometimes. So we'll be your aunts. Aunt Cat, Aunt Cat and Larissa. I'll totally take it. But if you call me Kathy, you're cut off for life. I'm just saying. No, I didn't. I said, I, I said Kat. I did not no, say Kathy. Kat. I heard you. Yeah, no, I, I was very clear about it's, that. 
It's interesting that you say that, though, because I believe that my aunt, uh, Jamie, is very intuitive as well. Except she's starting to learn from me rather than the other way around. And I know that my grandmother, her mother, was too, but was in a state of unrest because of it. And that actually kind of lends to one of the other things on our little list here because she always had stomach problems. And she always had, um, I think this is something that I have really noticed in clients who come to me. I feel like I'm the intuitive for the intuitives. I connect with a lot of other psychics. And by the way, if you're listening and you're a nurse, you probably have some psychic gifts as well, because I don't think I've met one of you who are not, or a hairdresser. You're also psychic. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Um, And teachers. And teachers. Yeah. So to some degree there, I don't know. My mom, my mom's a teacher. I don't think she's too psychic, but, uh, Regard, I think she could have been. She just ignored it long enough to shut it off. But regardless, they have stomach problems. A, a large majority of the time, these women especially, but also men, of course, have these um, like gastro problems that cause like upset stomach a lot. Would, where you, they would have, you say it's because they're not grounding themselves? Yeah, 100% because they're not grounding themselves. It's that and it's also the um, the amount of energy that they're allowing into their body and into their energetic field that doesn't have a place to go, which I guess is literally the act of grounding, right? So your body's at this unrest and then you end up with these stomach problems because think about even just like a quote, normal person having anxiety can cause stomach issues, right? So if you're always in this place, your stomach is always off. And I I believe, and again, like I'm not a doctor or anything. Also, we're not licensed therapists just to like backtrack and what we call therapy hour here. Um, but uh, it's, it's really kind of just like something that I've noticed that a lot of intuitive people also have some sort of autoimmune or like stomach problem or both. Yeah, and I know you do. And I have um, endometriosis and they tried to diagnose me with IBS and they said that was bullshit. I just needed to adjust my diet. And I was right, but mm-hmm. it's hard. So you can call it whatever you want. Um, but that's something that- Well, it makes total- it makes total sense because you are so intuitive and because you're so energy sensitive and because you're seeing all these signs and symbols and synchronicities and angel numbers, you're absorbing all of this energy, just like as if you were consuming food, right? If you ate too yeah. much and you didn't diet or exercise or take care of your health, you're going to get sick. So if you're consuming so much of this energy and you're not uh, protecting your energy or defending your energy or clearing your energy. Where is it? Where is it going? It's staying right. within your body. And Catherine, you know, I think this would be a great way to because we could talk forever, you and me. But if it would be okay, you just yeah, you just made me think of there is this ritual that I um I, I heard about. It's called the um, Phoenix Rising ritual. Okay. And it's really like as if you're standing up and you are seeing yourself as a phoenix rising from the ashes, being reborn, which is so beautiful about what you're going through, what I'm going through. But it's also my mother's angel sign. So we're going to go with the phoenix rising and literally opening up your wings and asking God for love, light and protection and seeing this phoenix wrapping its big wings around you in white divine light. Because if you do not protect your energy, you are literally open and it's bad psychic self-defense. Like you have to do these things. And that is something I did not do. I was doing reading after reading after reading, like a reading slut. And I was not, (laughs) I was not protecting, grounding, 
clearing. And what happened? A year that I got so sick and I will never do that again. So if you are a light worker, if you're resonating with anything that Catherine and I have said, please know that this is a part of you. It's never going to go away. However, you get a choice. Do you want to grow this? Do you want to be an empowered light worker or do you want to be a disempowered light worker? But either choice that you make, you must ground and protect your spiritual energy for this intuitive abilities to grow, <clears throat> to have more of the synchronizations, to have more compassion, more empathy, to have more, you know, uh, ways of healing other people you get the choice. So that is something that I hope you walk away with today. Absolutely. I think that it's, I lost my train of thought, Larissa. <laughs> you know what, Catherine? Here's the thing. We can go on with lists and lists. Oh, you're this. But I think what I would like to portray today is that it's not a checklist. It's not. It's not a checklist. It's something that you embody. It's a part of you, okay? It's this feeling. And I just want everyone to know that you're not alone. You have us. You found us. We are now your soul aunties. You are in our space. We are here for you. You are in our community. You can find us on social media. You can find us right here on this podcast. You can email us if you're feeling anything, if you have questions. We're here for you because we have walked this path for a very long time. And all and we're trying to do- you don't just walk at once. No. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like a circle. So like not a circle, yeah. but like, it's like a slow spiral. So you can keep going up, but it's going to feel like you're repeating <laughs> a lot of things, right? Exactly. Um, but I feel like that's a good way to explain it. Um, you're going to feel like, and you said this in the last episode too, like you feel like you're in this place where you've grown and you've been here before and you have clarity and then all of a sudden it's gone and it's really frustrating. And I, I think this is kind of like where I am right now, looking at my life and feeling like, okay, great, I'm starting over. I think a lot of people would see it like that, but it's not starting over. It's like leveling up and you kind of, there are areas where you're backtracking when you like up level, so to speak, but it's also such a giant leap forward that those little repetitive things that you're quote backtracking on are just kind of like you're redoing them so that they fit in with your new higher self. So do me does a favor. Yeah, it does. Oh, do you know. get your cards down? Hold on. My phone is ringing and I don't know why because it's on do not disturb. Um, <laughs> so here's what I want to ask you. If I had to say to you, Catherine, and maybe we can end on this. Drop the mic, Catherine. If I had to ask you and I said, Catherine, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Oh, you're a light worker. What is that? What would be your definition? On the spot, Larissa. Just let Ooh, it roll. Come my on, girl. definition. What does that mean for me as a light worker? It means that I see things in others that they have within them that they're using in a disempowered way that I can help them through their healing process, guide them through it, not heal them, but guide them through to a place where everything that they feel disempowered by right now in their lives, they can be empowered by, by the time they're done working with me. I love that. And so hang me, out with me for too long. If you don't want to no. get better at your life. Yeah. And see, for you? me, I feel being a light worker is going deeply within 
the self, the soul journey, your positive and your negative traits, who you are as a soul, and finding that path to greatness that you have within you and allowing it to open up and shine in any way that is original to you. No two paths are the same and one is not better than the other. Whatever feels right for you and however you can express and share this positive, loving, empowered energy with yourself, your loved ones, and even the collective, you are a light worker. I love it. That's a beautiful explanation. If you guys have more questions about this, I think we might have to do a part two on this because We're there are do so a part many 72. Yeah. I think part We're just going to keep going. <laughs> there are so many little indications that, uh, that really, I feel like we can help others walk through. But if you have questions, like Larissa said, shoot either one of us a DM on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And we'll be back next week with more on what it means to be a light worker, what it means to just exist in this freaking life as a spiritual or a spiritually <laughs> curious person. And not only that, if you guys ever want to dive deeper with either one of us, Larissa and I, this is this is how we make our money, my friends. So if you yes. are interested ever in learning more about your own spiritual gifts, absolutely. I recommend going to Larissa for that because she is just mm, like so good at I love you. helping you see, oh, I love you, seeing so clearly what your path is. Not only that, but also understanding when to or not to do it because of those numbers, okay? That's a big deal. Um, and if you're looking to get clarity on the direction that you're headed or what needs to be released or what needs to really be healed within or connecting with anyone on the other side, that is where you want to connect with me. So the two and of us together. Forget, don't forget that you have this very unique ability to see the trauma within and heal it. You have this ability to make someone's trauma and turn it into their like path to peace. Thank you. You're welcome. That is such a sweet thing to say. I love that. Well, I mean it because you've done it for me many of times. So, you know, that is your, that is your uh, special sauce, my friend. That's my special sauce. That makes me think of dirty things, but thank you. (laughs) Well, listen, I can shoot the shit with you for days, but I'm 47 and I have a weak bladder and I need to use the bathroom. So we got to go, guys. And come back next week for more of Soul Academy. Thanks for being here, you guys. Don't forget to like, share, and follow. Yes. Peace.